Jesus said to his disciples, Whoever loves me will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our dwelling with him. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words, yet the word you hear is not mine, but that of the Father who sent me. I have told you this while I am with you. The Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I told you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give it to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled or afraid. You heard me tell you, I am going away and I will come back to you. If you love me, you would rejoice that I am going to the Father. The Father is greater than I. And now I have told you this before it happens, so that when it happens, you may believe. The Gospel of the Lord. In the 1987 classic, The Princess Bride, the grandpa starts off telling his story in pretty much kind of these words. There once lived a princess named Buttercup who loved nothing more than to torture the farm boy whose name was Wesley. She would say, Wesley, fill these water buckets. Or farm boy. She only referred to him ever as farm boy. Say, farm boy, fill these water buckets. And he would simply respond, as you wish. Farm boy, clean my horse and wash my saddle and polish it so that I can see myself in it. He would just respond, as you wish. And over time, Buttercup began to realize that every time Wesley said, as you wish, what he was really saying was, I love you. And over time, she began to realize that she loved him in return. And as it begins off, the story begins with those words. We can even look at today's gospel and see that kernel of truth that we see at the beginning of that 1987 classic. Whoever loves me will keep my word. Another translation said, whoever loves me will keep my commandments. We see that the Lord tells us that love in response to God's love, in response to his commandments with a yes, with an affirmation, with a following of that commandment, means that we truly do love him. It gives evidence to the fact that we love him. And of course, we can see this, and this tends to cut against what our culture thinks of today. Love as permissiveness, which is usually what we tend to believe. But what really takes place whenever we follow the commandments? Because people also like, you know, we like to make our own rules. The church's teaching on marriage is between one man, one woman, for a lifetime, lifelong. That is extremely unpopular. We see it as some sort of burdensome thing that is a cruelty. Why would God do such a thing? Why would God put such a rule and such a weight upon our shoulders? Or even in other realms of sexuality. Why would God forbid premarital sex? Why would God forbid pornography, masturbation, and many other things that run rampant within our culture, within our homes, and have begun to rot us from the inside out? Why? And it is because by following his commandments, by keeping his word, we find true happiness. So often when we think of the commandments, when we think of what God has laid upon us, we think of it as an arbitrary burden, something that's meant to weigh us down, the way of God kind of keeping his thumb on us, right? He puts his command upon us, and it is because, well, he wants to make sure he know, we know who's in charge. 
We may not say it in exactly those words. That is often what people can think or say. But the reality is, is that it's commandments, each and every one of them. While there is good reasoning in and out for each and every one of them, the important thing is that they are oriented towards love. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. And ultimately, by keeping those commandments and loving me, you will find the greatest source of your happiness. You will find what your heart truly desires, what it truly seeks, and what it wants. That is what the Lord means whenever he tells us, whoever loves me will keep my word. If we truly love, which is truly the end of which, for which of us were made, then we will keep his commandments. Because we do not see rules, we do not see a forbidden sign, but instead we see the true path to true freedom, to being freed from what this world promises. As the Lord tells us, peace I leave you with, my peace I give to you. His peace does not come as the world promises it. It's not found in more stuff, more money, more cars, better house, status, prestige, or anything else the world promises you. It is only found in Him and following His commandments, which is ultimately following Him step by step to the cross. Because I think while we can look at the commandments as well, we can do this in everyday lives. Why did this certain thing befall me? Why has the Lord permitted this evil to be invaded my life? And it is, well, a great question. Just to be honest, sometimes life does suck. It does. But yet we can always see that in the midst of that kind of, that midst of those trials, those tribulations, and that suffering, God is still always present. He is always there, and he always remains present to each and every one of us. If we look at even the Old Testament, we can see this. Why did the Lord, you know, Abraham could have asked, like, why, God, are you uprooting me from my homeland, my family, my friends, everything I've known, and telling me to go to this foreign land among these foreign people to dwell, and that one day my ancestors will inherit the promised land? Why? Why risk everything? It's not like his homeland was, you know, a plane flight away, a few hours away. It was weeks upon weeks of travel. And then perhaps the example par excellence, Job, who in the midst of everything lost all of his wealth, lost every single one of his children, suffered physical pain of all sorts. And yet everything, and at the end of every single one, the only thing he responded was, Blessed be the name of the Lord. He gives and he takes away. Blessed be his name. Blessed be his name. The Lord is good to us, even in the midst of what appears to be evil. For somehow, mysteriously, and in a way we do not understand it is for our good. Because that is always the part that comes at the end of the book of Job. As God presents to him and shows him the foundations of the world, shows him the entirety of the world, the, its immensity, and asks him, were you there whenever I created all, all this? Were you there whenever this came into being? Do you know my mind better than I do? He reminds us that we do not see the full picture. He, we do not see the entirety of what is at work. And so whenever evil befalls us, big, little, trite, we need to remember those words of Job. Blessed be the name of the Lord. 
He gives and he takes away. And that it is indeed a great blessing for us that in following his commandments and giving our fiat, that especially in this month of May as we celebrate Our Lady, as we enthrone her and crown her as queen, remember that it was not just at the moment of the Annunciation when the angel Gabriel asked her to be the mother of God that she said yes. It was at each and every moment, at each and every time, that God ultimately, that she ultimately gave her fiat, her as you wish, to God. The Lord asked, and she simply responded, as you wish for. Yes, I will obey. And that's important for us to reflect upon and ask for her intercession, her aid, and her example to enliven our lives, to inspire our hearts to a greater level of courage and obedience to God's will in the midst of our everyday situation. As you wish, Lord. Responding with those words are yes, and not the words of non-servium, I will not serve. But instead we respond with an as you wish, what you command, Lord. You are and I am at your disposal. That the Lord is always at work. It doesn't mean that it'll always be easy. It doesn't mean you have to paste a fake smile on your face. But what it does mean is that we trust. We trust that God is always at work in our midst, always at work in our hearts. And that whatever comes our way, whatever befalls us, is ultimately for our good. Whatever it may be. And again, not easy. Life sucks sometimes. But nonetheless, he is always good. He is a loving father. We can trust as Job and as all the saints do. That indeed the Lord gives and he takes away. But blessed be the name of the Lord. Always and forever. And may we give that fiat as our lady did. Yes, Lord, as you wish.